What does true wellness mean to you? I'm Claudia Cometa, and that is the question I will be leading with in the Minding Wellness podcast. Each and every week, I will bring you experts who will share their personal wellness journeys and their insights into what it means to mind our wellness. Health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being. Let's dive into improving our state of being. Continuing on with our COVID from the front lines. This time I have Claire Carlton. She is a registered dietitian and nutritionist, bringing you advice and tips on how to stay healthy, support your immune system, make good choices during times like these, which are uncertain and take us out of our status quo. I hope you enjoy and I'll be with you soon with another expert. All right, COVID-19 from the front lines continues and I'm excited and really honored and blessed to have my good friend Claire Carlton with us. She is a fabulous resource in the world of nutrition and I'm just so happy that we're talking about this topic because we are all at home trying to figure out what to eat, right? We're off of our schedules (laughs) and we could use a little bit of expert advice. So thanks for being here, Claire. Go ahead and introduce yourself so the listeners and watchers know who you are. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Claudia. I'm happy to be here and chat with you today. So like Claudia said, my name is Claire Carlton. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist. I actually did meet Claudia in Florida, Gainesville, Florida, um, but recently moved up to Georgia and I have a private practice, a virtual private nutrition practice where I see clients and patients through telehealth. Um, So I connect with people online and provide nutrition counseling services. Primarily patients um, that I see are struggling with GI concerns. So digestive illnesses. And I also see a lot of patients for intuitive eating or um, disordered eating concerns. Really valuable services. Claire's amazing for those of you who maybe haven't necessarily met with a private um, nutritionist registered dietitian on your own. I I can vouch for the benefit of just kind of getting that tailored information. So really valuable. And she is available for virtual meetings, which is super helpful too. So thanks so much for bringing your knowledge forward, Claire, to sort of the masses right now. It's obviously a very different time in our nation and in our world. And so I think that it's important to talk a little bit about food. And let's just start with sort of a general idea of how important our food is and what we can do food-wise to support our immune system. Sure. So with nutrition and immunity, there's definitely a link between the foods that we eat and our overall nutrition status and immune system function. Um, There's also several specific nutrients or compounds that do play a special role. But I always tell people that nutrition is more of a long-term game. So we need to be caring for ourselves year-round so that when the unexpected happens, like now, our bodies are as best prepared as they can be. Now that said, we all have a little bit more time on our hands right now to focus on this. So if you're looking to bring more attention to your nutrition, and overall health, I definitely have some tips for you guys today on um, some things that we can can do to optimize our immune system function through nutrition. Um, So one of the most broad basic things that I typically recommend is eating the rainbow. So this is something that a lot of people hear, but it really is the simplest little philosophy to include a wide spectrum of vitamins and minerals, as well as antioxidants and phytonutrients into the diet. So really focusing on getting all those different colors throughout a given week 
typically we kind of look at our intake over a week, not day by day, because things do kind of average out over time. So really looking to get different um, colors, greens, oranges, um, dark purples, and reds, all those different colors represent different nutrients. Um, another thing that we can do more of is eating more herbs and spices, things like ginger and turmeric, garlic, oregano. You can do fresh or dried and adding that to our cooking and our everyday meals. And so with us being home and out of our normal routines, most of us do have a little bit more time to put into preparing our food. So look at this as a time where you can explore and experiment with some of this stuff. Really um, helpful. And I think that we getting down to the basics and the colors is, is super helpful. I'm sorry if I interrupted yeah. you. Keep, keep, keep. No, no, you're good. So with that said, kind of an overall idea, I did want to give you guys some specific um, key foods and nutrients to support the immune system. So vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin that is very important in immune system function. Low vitamin D status is actually associated with more uh, frequent cold and flu infections, um, and it also pl may play a role in protecting against respiratory infections. Unfortunately, most people do have a hard time getting enough vitamin D from food. However, there are some food sources that I'll mention. Um, fortified cereals um, are a great source of vitamin D. Fortified orange juice is another source. Milk and yogurt is another source of vitamin D. Salmon and other fatty fish like tuna and whole eggs, and specifically the egg yolks are gonna have the vitamin D in it. So right now, you know, in the grocery stores, things are a little bit scarce, but do what you can, make the most of what you do have. Um, fortified cereals, I know that may not be a typical option for people, but something like a fortified, um, you know, flake cereal, like a bran flake, is actually actually going to be a really great option paired with some, you know, fruit and yogurt. That's something, you know, cereal is shelf stable. So that, that would be a good way to get in some vitamin D. Also um, canned salmon. That's another great staple item and um, a great way to get in some vitamin D. Wonderful. Um, and then of course, you know, we have um, outdoors that are free at all times and you don't have to lice all the trees. So yes. um, safely get outdoors when you can and get some um, now. And with that being said, you know, some of those who maybe have um, more melanin production and darker skin may have a harder time keeping that vitamin D level up. So really important to, to, to get these food supplements. Mm -hmm. And if you just know for sure, you're not going to get these food supplements, you may want to talk to your doctor about taking a vitamin D supplement and how much yes. you should take based upon any level that's been done. So, all yes, right. Absolutely. I had a little bit on that as well. So if you, if now's a good time, I can add to that. Yeah. Vitamin D is one of the supplements. Um, I was going to kind of talk about supplements at the end, but since we're talking about yeah. Now I'll just bring that up. This is one that we often do need to supplement with just because it is difficult to get from foods an adequate amount. And also many, many people are deficient. We see it, especially as Claudia mentioned in darker skin tones. Um, it's more difficult to synthesize your own vitamin D from the sun. Um, but even in people of lighter skin tones, we see a lot of vitamin D deficiency, even in the South. Um, so, um, so yes, definitely get those levels drawn and then you will know the appropriate dose to take based on those levels. Um, so yes. <laughs> Um, now moving on to vitamin C, one of the most well-known nutrients to supporting the immune system. Um, it does contribute to our immune defense by supporting various cellular functions in the immune system. Um, and it also has antioxidant activity in the body, which means that it helps with oxidative stress by neutralizing free radicals. Um, oxidative stress, we, we have oxidative stress in our body 
due to external factors, and it's a product of many um, metabolic processes in the body. So taking in antioxidants can help neutralize um, those harmful compounds. Um, and while an inadequate or low vitamin C status can contribute to poor outcomes, deficiency is quite rare. Um, this is because vitamin C is found so abundantly in fruits and vegetables and, and a lot of different foods. So even for picky eaters, I find that most people are getting a good amount of vitamin C, but it does not hurt at a time like this to definitely boost your intake of food sources, things like oranges and other citrus fruits, um, broccoli, strawberries, kiwi is a wonderful source, dark leafy greens, and red peppers are all great sources of vitamin C. Um, in terms of vitamin C supplements, there are some people, I see a lot of people taking vitamin C right now, um, and it's, there's, it's kind of controversial, the research on vitamin C supplementation. There is some evidence to suggest that high doses of vitamin C supplements may be able to shorten the severity and duration of cold and flu symptoms, um, but it doesn't necessarily prevent you from um, getting an illness. So I think the results are a little bit mixed there. I think if you are focusing on an overall well-rounded diet, I don't really think it's necessary. Um, sure, you can take it. It's going to be pretty benign. It's not going to harm you. Um, so it's something that if you do want to experiment on an individual basis, you could do that. Zinc is a, another important nutrient to support the immune system. Zinc is a mineral. Um, in addition to the immune system function, it also helps with wound healing, um, but it tends to be lower in those who are older, those who take antacids, and also some vegetarians and vegans. So with our older population being more susceptible to more severe um, cases of COVID-19, definitely making sure that they're getting enough adequate zinc in their diet is important. Um, and the reason that some vegetarians and vegans may find it difficult to get adequate zinc is that the foods that are highest in zinc are animal-based food sources, but there are some plant-based sources as well. So one of the best sources of zinc is oysters. The fresh oysters are going to be pretty hard to come by right now. Um, so there's other things that we can eat. Uh, meat and poultry provides uh, zinc, pumpkin seeds, milk, whole grains, and beans. So there's a pretty wide variety there. And, you know, in the grocery stores, I've been seeing like I've been a couple of times to try to, you know, just get basic things and you never know what you're going to find. The shelf, you know, the meat section may be empty. Some days you might have rice or beans and some days I've seen the shelves completely depleted. So you kind of have to, you know, choose what's available based on where you're at. Uh, selenium is another mineral that also, um, plays an important role in immune system function. It also acts as an antioxidant. Um, so similar properties as vitamin C and deficiency is shown to slow the immune response. So similar sources to zinc um, for selenium, oysters are a great source, eggs are another great source. One of the best sources of selenium is Brazil nuts um, and tuna is also another source. So those are the main vitamins and minerals. There are a few others, but those are the big ones. Um, and one more thing I want to add is um, the benefit of probiotics in a healthy gut microbiome and the immune response. So we know that having a healthy microbiome, which refers to the bacteria and other microbial species that live in our gut, or more specifically, the large intestine, help to support a healthy 
immune response. So we need to ensure that we have a robust microbiome by eating a really diverse diet. And the more variety of fruits and vegetables and fiber that we consume, the more we're feeding those good beneficial bacteria. A lot of times people think that they just need to um, eat fermented foods, which is great. That's adding those live cultures to your diet. So eating things like yogurt or kimchi, sauerkraut, kombucha, things of that nature, you're adding those live cultures, which is great. But again, we, we don't have to necessarily only rely on that to diversify and increase the amount of good bacteria in the gut by eating prebiotics. So prebiotics are types of fibers that help to increase the amount of good bacteria in the gut. So prebiotic foods are things like beans and um, garlic, onions, banana, asparagus, all your different um, fibrous fruits and vegetables, oats, have a really beneficial effect on stimulating those good bacteria in the gut. Really valuable information. And as I'm listening to you go through each one, because I know for some people, if you have not been as aware of or attentive to your diet, thinking through each of these might seem overwhelming. Mm -hmm, <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, now I have to think with each meal if I'm getting my selenium and my zinc. Yeah. But if you listen closely to Claire, what you're going to find is there's a lot of overlap, right? And when she mentioned Absolutely. eat the rainbow, and then she went through each of these, you're really going to find most of what you need in the, the fruits, the veggies, the nuts. And so if you, you don't necessarily have to remember each of these at every meal, but just mm -hmm. to be aware that most of what you need is going to be found in the rainbow and the nuts and some of the dairy foods. Um, if you are somebody who, who still eats dairy. Um, so, so still able to, to make it simplistic if you need to, just by looking at the colors on your plate. Um, but also really good information for those of you who like to have more of that in-depth information and know, okay, um, you know, at least I know some of the key nutrients that I need to have to maintain a robust immune system. Because the reality is we have a lot of discussion right now on treatments that are being, you know, put together, vaccines that are being put, you know, the FDA is working really hard, but just as in every other condition in our lives, every other health condition in our lives, we certainly don't want to rely on medications. Medications are um, great and they do great things. And as a pharmacist, I can tell you that they are very, mm -hmm. can be very life-saving, but if we can do everything that we can to support our bodies to either avoid or limit uh, how far any individual condition can get, then, um, to me, that's the better approach. So thank you for all that Absolutely. information, Claire. Let's, yeah. um, we kind of hit on supplements already, but maybe just the concept of, you know, an American, maybe more generic sure. approach of, you know, a lot of the supplement companies are like, this is my opportunity. Yes. Who wants a supplement? So mm -hmm. um, what, it, what is your thought on that? Like how far sure. should people go to the so, supplement? Yeah. So yeah. Anytime an industry can capitalize on like a current event that's going to happen. Um, so one, one more thing I want to say before I answer that specific question, and this is related to supplements is that, um, and I should have mentioned it before, but when we take a supplement, an isolated nutrient or compound that's in a pill or a capsule, and it just contains that single nutrient, we're missing out on all the other beneficial compounds in foods. Like Claudia mentioned, all, there's a lot of overlap in some of this stuff. And there are many compounds in foods, many that we haven't discussed 
discovered that all together, when we have these vitamins and flavonoids and polyphenols, they, they offer a very synergistic effect. And so you're not going to get that synergistic effect and all those benefits of those compounds in a supplement form. So that's the first part of the question. The second part is, you know, you are going to see a lot of advertisements. I'm sure you're going to see Facebook ads, things popping up on your Instagram, on TV, all about, you know, vitamin C supplements and different things. Um, so again, you could experiment with something like that if you want. My, my best recommendation is to definitely take a multivitamin at this time. A multivitamin is a good insurance policy, especially when we're out of our normal routine. We maybe don't have access to the foods that we normally eat. And so it is going to fill in those gaps of the things that we are not able to get from our diet. So I do recommend a good multivitamin for most people, especially at a time like this. Does that answer the question? Yes. No, okay. I think that's good because I think people don't know, you know, what to do and how far to go with it. And I think yeah. the key here is, you know, again, just making it as simple as possible because a lot, we are being bombarded with information mm -hmm. and it's all really good information. I think the gist here is to maximize your potential ingestion of nutrients through food and if you are unsure or even if you are sure that a multivitamin can be at least a singular simplistic approach to getting um, the basics that we need. Now, nobody, you know, obviously is suggesting that a multivitamin is going to be sufficient um, mm -hmm. because they largely are, are not like, don't, like don't now go eat you know, McDonald's every day and then just right. the best, but that, you know, instead of necessarily having to take all of these individual high dose vitamin C, obviously be careful with your D because it's mm -hmm. fat soluble, as you mentioned. Um, but instead of individually taking, you know, a million supplements, which can be harsh on the stomach too. I mean, we're asking yeah, oh, for absolutely. Track to do a lot. I yeah. mean, you know, mm -hmm. like we need to also just care, care for our bodies and, um, not overload it. So I think that the, I think that those are great, great ideas and um, insights as to just what we can do in a very simple way. And we don't need to clear out the shelves. We're already clearing out the toilet paper. We don't need to yeah, clear out the I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, what would you say from a practical standpoint? So, you know, we're all typically when we're out of our routines, uh, we're not, you know, maybe we, we can't go to the gym anymore. We can't go to our local fitness center. We can't, you know, um, and so some of us are like, okay, you know, getting used to running outside or walking outside and, and we're, we're trying to get into a different routine. Food mm -hmm. is always a difficult thing because typically we wait until we're hungry to eat and then it's like grab whatever's there. So what are some of your tips and advice for people who are out of their routines? Maybe they're craving comfort foods. So maybe okay. they're craving the potato chips, the carbs, the, the sweets. Um, they're not craving the, you know, crunchy carrots and they're in, yeah. in the refrigerator right now. So what are some of your tips to uh, maybe shift habits, shift mindset. I don't sure. know. What, what are some of your tips? Yeah. So, you know, food is comforting. Eating feels good. And it was designed to make us feel good in our brain. You know, the neurotransmitters and compounds that are released in our brain, you know, when we eat food in general happens because it's supposed to encourage us to continue to eat and nourish ourselves. Now, um, so what I typically recommend in this situation is it can be difficult because you are in the house more, you're around food more, you have more boredom, you have more fear and anxiety based on what's going on in the world right now. And so eating for comfort is, is definitely going to be, we're more prone to that and susceptible to it at this time. And I just want to first and foremost, just 
be kind to yourself, have a little bit of compassion because really beating yourself up over maybe, you know, going overboard or feeling guilty about having eaten these foods is going to be worse than actually eating the food itself. So um, while we do want to get all these beneficial healthy foods that I mentioned, it's okay to have some of these um, quote unquote unhealthy foods every once in a while or have it around, you know, enjoy it and then move on. But if you find yourself having more of these foods than, you know, uh, a healthy, well-rounded diet, or if you find yourself really struggling um, with some of these foods, really um, try to just bring more awareness to it. Uh, really think about what emotions you're feeling and what else do you need aside from food? And it's okay if you still reach for the food or the chips or whatever it is, but really pay more attention, bringing more awareness to what is, is leading you to feel this way. And oftentimes, um, you know, it could be the stress. It could be the fear, the you know, not knowing what's coming next. Um, maybe it's a lack of sleep um, or, you know, it could be many things in this situation. So make a list of some other coping skills that you might be able to use in situations where you find yourself turning to food, um, you know, reading, journaling, maybe you um, set up a virtual coffee date with your friends or family since we can't meet in person right now. Maybe you take a bubble bath or, you know, something like that. So think of all the, all the ways that you can care for yourself and really develop um, a well-rounded toolbox so that food is not your only way to cope. And again, it's okay to have these things every once in a while. Um, but again, if you're struggling with it, it might be time to kind of really investigate and bring some awareness as to what, what might be leading you to feel that way. Really valuable to just dive a little bit deeper and, and say, you know, if, if you just polished off a whole bag of potato chips, first self-compassion and it's, it's okay. But what, what led to that? Like, did I just, you know, binge watch three hours of CNN and, um, I lost track because I got into a fear cycle and, uh, you know, and then, so instead of getting upset with yourself about the potato chips, try to switch and pivot from the habit of overwatching the news, which is mm -hmm. very anxiety ridden. Although I do think we should stay informed. I think that there right. is, um, significant need for balance right now. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yes, super valuable. All right. So what are some of, you know, the, the shelves in the, in the grocery stores are getting a little bit scarce. Um, mm -hmm. I just heard that there are now lines. I think we might be at a point right now where we're, where there's limitation on how many can be, at least in my area, where how many can be in a grocery store at any one given time. So, so we're definitely in a different time now. So what are some of your tips? Um, on navigating the grocery store mm -hmm. and um, choosing healthier foods when maybe maybe your go-to is out. So maybe yeah. maybe your go-to bag of frozen, um, you know, mixed vegetables is out, and I don't know what to do now because that's my go-to. So um, right. what are on like navigating that? Sure. You know, thinking of, um, it's, it's tough because everywhere you look something, you're going to have to make an alternative choice. So if your standard frozen mixed vegetables or green beans are out, look at what else might be available that maybe is less popular. For one example, I actually bought this the other day because it was one of the only frozen vegetables there. It was okra. Frozen okra is a great vegetable. Um, and I love to cook this with a can of tomatoes and a diced onion in the, on the stovetop. So that's a great antioxidant rich side dish. And that's uh, a food that, you know, normally people aren't eating <laughs> boatloads of okra. So that's, a, you know, look at what other alternatives there are. And then, you know, with what you have, 
have, whatever you bring home from the store, maybe you look up a new recipe on how to prepare some of these unfamiliar food items. But definitely try to go into the store with, with a strategy. You know, look, of course, for some of these staple items, dried beans, rice, and things like that, but you may not always find it. So instead of rice, you might find quinoa or you might find couscous. Find another um, equivalent. So rice is a grain, a whole grain. So what other grain storm, you know, other whole grains or, you know, refined grains, because we may not always have the option to get brown rice or a whole grain variety. Um, think of another um, nutritional equivalent. So again, rice as a grain or a starch carbohydrate. Let's think of some other carbohydrates that we can, can have, you know, pasta, um, quinoa, uh, oats. Oats are a great shelf-stable um, option. So really just trying to, um, you know, settle for the next best thing. Um, and with proteins, I've seen a lot of the fresh meat aisle that has been like totally depleted. This is a good time to try maybe some things like tempeh or tofu. I went to Publix last week. They didn't have any ground beef. I was going to make something. And so I went, I was in the produce section and they had a ton of tofu and tempeh. So these are great, you know, nutritious things to add all the time, but let this be an opportunity to try some of these things that you maybe wouldn't normally try. Yeah. So good. Such, such a good point. And I think it actually made me think of, you know, when we talk to our kids when they're young and we're like, just take one, you know, take an adventure bite. Let's just, this yeah. is <laughs> like our adventure, our adventure bites all around. And who knows what you might decide you like. I think back to when I went to the restaurant BJ's like years ago and I just had decided in my head that I didn't like Brussels sprouts mm -hmm. and I ordered their Brussels sprouts as an appetizer and they were the most fabulous thing ever. So I routinely... Yeah. Now, not only eat Brussels sprouts, but go to BJ's and get the Brussels sprouts. So let this be maybe a time where maybe like you mentioned, try something different, look up some recipes because maybe you don't know how to cook it. So you want it to mm -hmm. obviously try to taste good. So look up some ideas. Mm -hmm. We certainly all have, um, you know, some other resources at hand now, like the internet and, and things that we, we can still access from home. And so... Yeah. Get adventurous. I, I mm. like that idea because we might come out of this with a whole new set of likes and, um, you know, open door on, on some foods like, like tofu and tempeh. If that's not something that you're used to, you might decide you like it. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, I love those ideas. Any parting words, Claire, or any further um, bits of advice or pearls of wisdom for our listeners? Um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I'm, I'm so thankful that you had me on. And um, if anybody has any questions about anything, they could always reach out to me. Um, they can find me at my website, nourishwithclaire.com or on Instagram at nourishwithclaire. So if you have any questions about nutrition related stuff, I'm happy to serve as a resource for you. So fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Claire. I really appreciate mm -hmm. it. I know it'll be insightful for everyone. Thanks. Bye. A huge thank you to Claire for guiding us through a pretty significant topic at a time when we are mostly homebound, sheltered in place, trying to figure out how to best support our bodies and eat healthy. These are some valuable tips. I hope that you take them to heart. I hope that this finds you safe and well wherever you may be. Wishing you much love and wellness. I'll see you here again very soon.